Welcome to another of the uh, short Coot Street podcasts, which Jonathan Strong and I have been doing since March at this point. And today I'm delighted to spend 10 or more minutes with the, um, I think, brilliant uh, uh, writer and critic novelist uh, Nina Allen. Uh, And thank you so much for joining us, Nina. It's a delight to be talking to you, Gary. (laughs) It is. It's something like we were talking almost exactly a year ago today in Dublin. Uh, And uh, a very, very useful conversation. But we shouldn't get into that because that's a that's a book you're going to write years from now. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what is life like on your island during a lockdown? Well, it's it's been really interesting because on the one hand, we are very lucky to be where we are in Scotland. Um, there's obviously a, a low population density here, mm-hmm. and the incidence of COVID has been relatively small um, when compared with other areas of the UK and with Europe and the States, obviously. Um, and it's be- because we're on an island, um, it's been um luckily really easy for us to get outside safely for exercise and to enjoy the landscape of this place more or less as we would have been doing anyway mm-hmm. but the changes and the the sort of psychological impact is really peculiar as it has been for everybody um we we weren't uh, they decide because of the vulnerability of island and rural communities in Scotland, the decision was made quite early on to effectively um, lock us down completely such that we weren't able to leave the island except if it was an emergency. Um, we've been we were locked down completely from the end of March until the middle of July. So that was interesting. Did it sound? Did it feel like you were trapped on the island, or did? I'm I'm curious because living on a fairly remote island is a classic setting for post-apocalyptic fictions. Yeah. Anyway, for on-the-beach kinds of things where you're just waiting for the wave to reach you where you are. It's yes. I mean, you you could easily um, dream up these kind of scenarios. Indeed, if anything had gone wrong with food supply for example or you know you don't have to push things very far to imagine how much worse everything could have been um in fact you know none of that happened we had really brilliant brilliant um delivery people coming over Mm -hmm. you know there were the usual kind of very weird shortages in the in the in the key months of lockdown, but nothing that you'd think was a crisis um, right. at all. I mean, we, you know, we we consider ourselves really lucky. But the 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 odd thing, well, I mean, this place where we are is really defined by the passage of the seasons. It's um, a holiday resort, and a much of our income on the island is dictated by tourism. And so during the winter, like many seaside towns of this type, it's very quiet and it folds back in on itself. And it's just the islanders. There's only um, there's about six and a half thousand people who live here. That's all. And so Mm. it's it becomes it becomes very intimate. Um, But then from the end of 
March onwards, that's when you see increasing numbers of visitors. And the visitors we have in the main are they they're people who the traditional visitors to Rothsay would come from Glasgow um, to enjoy mm. a day trip. That was sort of a time on a tradition for two centuries. But also now we have a lot of people who come for the wildlife. They enjoy cycling and boating. Um, there's a there's a marina here. Um, none of the, and so normally from the end of March you would gradually see things opening up, businesses opening up the place seeming to take on a completely different atmosphere of openness and liveliness and mm-hmm. none of that happened. So we had this very odd, I, I hesitate to call it a silent spring, but in, in <laughs> view of those implications, but it really, really was. And I, you know, I was very keen. I, I, I was outside every single day of lockdown. I Mm -hmm. enjoy exercise and it's very important to me. So I see the same sea vista every day and I would often meet nobody, just nobody. And especially the first three weeks or so, very eerie atmosphere indeed. And are you able to get much reading done uh, during this lockdown or does it affect your reading at all? Well, it's, it, this has been so interesting because obviously I've been in contact with a lot of writer friends through the period right. and many of them have felt really distracted, disturbed, actually unable to read or unable to concentrate mm-hmm. on any long haul reading projects or the kind of things that they would maybe normally be doing. I'm very lucky. Um, if anything, I have found the this period to offer me a kind of concentration that is harder to get at when the year is kind of divided up into lots of right. activity and you're going here, there and everywhere. Being actually kept to one place meant I became more determined, if anything, to control those things that I could control. Mm-hmm. Um, I am quite a goal orientated person, <laughs> as anyone who knows me will attest. And so reading became a, even more, even more of a lifeline, even more of an essential activity than it is to me normally. And if anything, I've read more. Um, well, my right. Oh, what have I been reading? Oh, so much. Um, huh. I had sort of very, very. Um, strange period early in the year before lockdown I was reading a lot of golden age crime novels because I was doing a presentation on them for our island reading group uh-huh. so that was really strange and so sort of looking back on that that feels like a kind of preparation for the kind of Agatha Christie evil under the sun you know <laughs> kind of thing that was to hit us but that just seems like a whole other era and I feel really divided from that now um, and in the from late spring onwards I got very much back into exploring speculative fiction through a variety of avenues and I have really enjoyed mixing very contemporary works that are literally just coming out as we speak Uh with older works several decades old and more and actually doing doing a kind of reckoning 
with elements of the canon, exploring areas that I haven't delved into for a while. Um, I, uh, Can you give an example of, of, a, of, a, of a contemporary and kind of classic work that match in some way? Well, I mean, interestingly, I mean, you may have seen that I've been doing a reading project um, um, covering all the shortlisted novels on the Arthur C. Clarke yes, Award. That's, yes. And um, not to sort of, I, you know, keeping my powder dry slightly because I'm still only four, four sixths of the way through that project and I sort of still need to gather my, my full thoughts. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing that seems consistent with the books which are kind of mystifying choices in some in, in some instances is that they kind of map on quite interestingly with older forms with classic forms and with classic tropes i mean the sort of the the last astronaut mapped on pretty much precisely to arthur c clarke's rendezvous with rama and oh. the, the the novel i've just finished read and i and i reread rama to reacquaint myself with its ethos and with its aesthetic and i found that absolutely fascinating to do does it work these days i mean i've not reread it in years but i it kind of does i mean i was really surprised by how much i enjoyed it Uh (laughs) and it it reawakened a lot of memories of when i was first i did sort of my first great reading tranche of sf when i was in my late teens and that was one of the novels i read at that time Mm -hmm. and i very few memories of it other than the outline which was basically men going to space to investigate big dumb objects exactly and, you know, i i knew that but i i couldn't remember the texture and flavor of it and i was really kind of dreading it in a way because i just thought it was going to be very wooden and very heroes you yeah. know head into space and i was i couldn't have been more wrong actually it had a a, a real humanity to it it was it was stiff in parts and it obviously dated in parts, but yeah. it was rather beautiful and I enjoyed that. Um, I've also dug into a couple of, I'd say, classics from the middle period of SF. I mean, I read John Crowley's Engine Summer for the very first time, adored it. Mm. I mean, I, you know, as you, you'd imagine, Crowley's a writer I really oh, admire anyway, oh, and I just yeah. haven't read that one and I you know loved it Um, and weirdly that kind of maps on to another novel in the um, Clark shortlist which is the Adrian Tchaikovsky's Cage of Souls which is transparently a dying earth novel Uh and so (laughs) interesting comparisons Um, yeah it's fascinating because uh... I, when, when you mentioned Dying Earth, I'm beginning to think that Jack Vance is one of the great massive influences on a lot of science fiction since then. Certainly Gene Wolfe oh, uh, yeah, acknowledged yeah. an enormous debt to Vance, and we still see those things today. Totally. And, you know, Gene Wolfe is key and key to my review of The Cage of Souls and mm-hmm. key, to, key to my thinking about it as well. Um, I, You know, Gene Wolfe still you know i revisit i i have not revisited the whole of book of the new sun at this time no i haven't either it's really made me want to and i was reading the beginning of it again just for comparison and just the majesty of his prose it really did actually bring tears to my eyes just to see such a perfectly made 
that perfectly crafted writing that has that balance between lyricism and philosophy and story and those uh, melding those three elements you know for me is one of the key aspects of successful speculative fiction and they have they, you know that they have they have to be in balance and another one where they were I mean I I read for the first time Maureen McHugh's China Mountain Zhang earlier uh-huh. uh, last month and just I cannot tell you how much I love that it's, it's been a book that's been on my reading list for literally years and I thought you know this is an ideal time I, you know there's something yeah. about the current moment that kind of leads you to want to reassess what you're doing what you're reading how you're thinking and so digging into these books has been so fruitful and nourishing that's the only word i can think of and reading yeah i I love those mountain was just so wonderful just again it made me cry because it's just so good and when you see when you see someone achieving that level of of thought and poetry and and getting that into a speculative conceit that still really works and that still has resonance. And that's what, 30 years old now? It is, please. Could have, been, could have been written yesterday, could have been written yesterday. And, uh, you know, I wish more people were writing like that. I just Speaking of writing things yesterday, we should spend a couple of minutes at least talking about your own writing and what yes. what what we might be looking out for in the next few months or year or so. Well, it I have actually got something coming out in 2020, which is a reissue. Well, it's a bit more than a reissue. It's a new edition of, you know, it as Stardust, the Ruby Castle stories, yeah. which I remember you. That was probably one of your first encounters with my work, because I remember I think it was. discussing it on Cood Street, I think, many moons ago. Um, and I, I still remember you were lamenting the fact that it was only available in a hardback limited UK edition right. and saying, you know, wish it was more widely available. Now it will be both sides of the Atlantic um, in addition, an edition by Titan, which is coming out in very early October. And I've completely through edited it. And there is also a brand new story with that. So ah. it does feel new. It does feel, it you know, it's it's. It's a new the, the the new story kind of I don't know it kind of brings elements of it together in ways. I was that, going to say I, I knowing your work I'm sure the new story links in subversive ways with all the other stories. It it really does and it and what I was particularly happy to do was to shed more light on Ruby Castle herself and give her more of a more of a guiding hand in this story and I think I I hope. I mean, I hope people who haven't read it before will be able to enjoy it now and that equally people who have read it might feel like revisiting it because there's new stuff there and there's the new story. So there's that. And my next brand new work, um, The Good Neighbours, um, which is murder, fairies and weird geometry. <laughs> that that will be out in March 2021. Interestingly, it was meant to be out in June this year. And I asked my publisher specifically long, long, long before COVID, could we please put it back? Because I wanted to have the whole of 2020 to 
work on my next book without having to worry about doing publicity for the good neighbours. And they agreed to this. And that's turned out to be a real blessing in disguise, obviously. So hopefully by the time that book comes out, I may even be able to do some live events and talk to people about it. You and know, actually, which is, actually sign copies in some yeah, real sign place. Copies and all these things that writers I know have so sorely missed out on. And, you know, my heart goes out to every single writer that's had a book come out at this time. because It's just so unnatural and so sad. And for all of us, for readers, too. I mean, I've really missed going to author events. I've really missed literary festivals right. and science right. fiction conventions. You know, it's the first time in a decade I haven't been to a science fiction convention. It's, just, it's the same with me. Yeah. But again, we've, we've, we've gone over our time, which I knew oh. we would, but that's all right. I always, <laughs> we, we, and you and I can go on and talk for hours afterwards. But, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but just uh, to, to remind our listeners, again, I've been talking with uh, Nina Allen. This is the Cood Street Podcast, and thank you for joining us, Nina. Well, thank you, Gary, and hi, everybody, and hope everyone's doing well.